0: going to the playoffs here in Jacksonville, Florida in the NFL. We're not talking about another sport. We're talking about the National Football League and the Jags are back in the playoffs. It's been a decade. Welcome into the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast. Brent Morton along with Dan Hicken. And wow, what a last couple of weeks. What a month of December. What a season. The Jags clinch a spot in the postseason with a Sunday win over the Houston Texans. And while the torch was passed, Dan, because it was a dominating win. Last year's division champs are not very good. They're banged up. This year's division champs could be very good. They might be your Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I think they're in great position to win the division. I think they're in great position to do a little damage in the postseason, too. Uh, This defense is historically good, and if number five is – You know, it's almost like he's on that UCF run again. Remember when he went to the Fiesta Bowl and went (laughs) crazy? That that kind of got him as the third pick of the draft. He's playing at such an elite level; he will undoubtedly still be uh, the best quarterback in terms of ratings in December. Now three and zero. What does he have? Nine touchdown passes, no interceptions, nine hundred yards passing. Uh, Completion percentage is well into the sixties, maybe seventies. I mean, he has been terrific, and if he can play like that,
0: you know the defense is going to be good. You don't want to see these guys in January, man. Outside of the Rams and maybe the Vikings, this might be the most dangerous team in the NFL right now. I mean, they'd be in the conversation, even more so than Pittsburgh, even more so than New England. They look to be more dangerous because they have a little of everything. And even when they have guys out, Leonard Fournette out again on Sunday, they are 3-0. and Blake Bortles has raised his level of play in games when Fournette has been out and he continues to raise his, his level of play. I mean, that's the story because yeah. the defense continues to dominate and be very, very good and against most teams. They will do that. But if Bortles plays heck at 80% of the way he's playing right now, the Jags have a chance to win every single game. And he's doing it, Dan. Think about this Marquise Lee went out of that game. Allen Robinson has missed the entire season. Allen Hearns has missed a lot of the season. Rashad Green, who was once thought of to be a part of this receiving core, hasn't played a lick all year long. And then Marquise Lee, who has played a bunch, leaves the game early in this one on Sunday. And you're throwing to guys like Keelan Cole, undrafted free agent, J. Don Mickens, who we know he can punt return, but didn't know he could catch touchdowns. And it just keeps getting better and better. D.D. Westbrook actually was pretty quiet on Sunday, but it's amazing what they're doing with this offense, and it doesn't have a ton of star power or resume power.
1: No, it doesn't. And you're right, you go back to what Bortles is doing and who he's throwing to, and Six trips into the red zone on Sunday against Houston, six touchdowns. They were 15th in red zone offense before uh, this game. I'm sure that's going to move them up a few notches. It was an impressive performance. I thought the first half was as complete a half as they've played all season long. Uh, Doug Marone said we should have run the ball better. I mean, and he's handled it perfectly. Uh, Again, they continue to push all the right buttons. And, Brent, what's amazing is here's a football team that's 10-4. and 10-4, and you just said they could be as dangerous as anybody, not named Minnesota or the Rams, going into the postseason, which blows me away because that would mean they're more dangerous than Pittsburgh, New England. But who would have thunk this? I I just keep going back to how bad they were in the preseason. Maybe the reason Bortles struggled so much in training camp was because he was going against the best defense, one of the best defenses maybe in NFL history. I don't know. But, uh, golly, I
0: just – Who saw this coming? Well, people like to say that it's it's like cliche to say, well, we're going against a good defense or this or in practice. Well, this one might be legit. It might be true. They were those five picks. Well, they're picking off everybody. Remember that practice. It's it's really amazing to see how far they've come. We continue to say it, but you can't say it enough. And you really have to give credit to that front office. Tom Coughlin and Dave Caldwell is looking like. I mean, he he looked like. Everybody's ready to come see of him last week, and, and now he looks hey, like
1: a superstar. I didn't see him after the game, but I'm sure that chest of his is puffed out pretty
0: big about oh, his I quarterback. Did. I saw him after the game. Yeah. The quote was, How do you like that quarterback? <laughs> 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 and uh, smiles from everybody, and they should be. Yeah. Doug Marone is doing a fantastic job. Here's where I give him a lot of credit, and this, it's what makes this team a little different. Human nature, n- human nature in sports, is to win a game like they did last week have everything in front of them, Mm -hmm. have the place buzzing about you, and then have to play a team that has 14 people on injured reserve, has a quarterback starting for the first time that hasn't played, and has just not a good football team. Human nature is to just kind of come out flat and not play well. Well, they did just the opposite in front of the home fans. They seized another moment in front of this home fans trying to win them back, and the last couple weeks have been able to do it. I, really, I know that sounds like that's what you're supposed to do. Right. But if you follow sports, that's not always what happens. College games, pro games, basketball, baseball, football, doesn't matter what sport we're talking about. They've been able to handle business, and they'll be tasked with trying to handle business again, Dan, because now everything still lies in front of them, but nothing has been given to them yet. They still have to go win the AFC South, now with a two-game lead and a magic number of one.
1: A magic number that could be gone before they play again, though, because the Titans play the L.A. Rams in Nashville on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Jags are on the road at San Francisco at 4 o'clock. A Titans loss or a Jaguars win gives them their first ever AFC South championship, so that would certainly be a huge accomplishment. But listen, you get into the tourney, man, anything could happen, and when you get this close, you want to just keep going. And you start to peek ahead and you start to wonder. It looks like, Brent, and I think you would agree, it looks like because of what happened with Pittsburgh and New England – it looks like a three seed for the Jags is going to be it.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it has to pretty much be a three. And then you just wonder will it be Baltimore? Will it be Buffalo? Will it be the Chargers? Yeah. Will it be the Chiefs? Yeah. It, there's a lot of teams that it could be depending on what happens down the stretch. But yeah, it's, it's looking now as a three seed. I mean, really, the only thing that hasn't gone right this month is what I think is a terrible call in the Pittsburgh game, but it's the NFL rules that are stupid on catching a football and the Patriots squeeze out a win, where the Jags, right now this place, would even be buzzing more, believe oh it or my not, gosh. because a two-seed would be in the grasp. And listen, it's a big call. It's a big play. Because if you want to start thinking playoffs, and we all think the Jags are good, and now you want to set your sights on bigger things, it looks like they'll have to win a home game in the playoffs, then go on the road to maybe Pittsburgh, beat Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh in January, which they've done before, sure. but still, and then go to New England, potentially, Ooh. and win an AFC championship to get to the Super Bowl. So no doubt, let's say if we're acknowledging reality, the the road got more difficult on Sunday despite a big win by the Jags.
1: It did, and it's that's a tough scenario that you've drawn out. Now it's not a given, but it's looking like that'll be the be the situation facing Jacksonville. But you know, they handled Pittsburgh earlier. Yeah they did. Antonio Brown was hurt today. Um it remains to be seen the early buzz. they be afraid of anybody, man. No. I mean, they won't be afraid. They shouldn't be. No, and the early word is he'd probably be out until the playoffs, yeah. but he'd be back. The bottom line is this. We get a home playoff game. So January 6th or 7th, uh, the bank will be awesome, and it can be Baltimore, it can be Buffalo, it can be the Chargers, whomever wants to come in here. That will be great. Um, I look forward to it. I'm happy for the fans. I can't wait for that. Um, but let's go win the South. It hasn't happened before. There's a lot of, a, a lot of goals here still to accomplish for this football team. Let's uh, paint the
0: picture, okay? Yeah. We're a few days away. On Sunday, next Sunday, Christmas Eve. Yes. Holidays are a fun time. Yes. Maybe nothing better than Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. Correct. And people are happy and smiling no matter what their football team's record on is usually. Well, the Jags may clinch the AFC South. May clinch a home game that night. That afternoon, Christmas Eve, I mean, what? A, I, I, you don't need to be a headline writer to write the headlines that day. Yeah. It, it should be fantastic, could be fantastic, and it's really lining up to happen now in San Francisco, and really, that that... Nashville game on that last game of the year could have been, I think, pretty tough. Yeah. Um, and believe me, I think the San Francisco game is going to be tough. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing well. It's not easy traveling around the holidays and going out west where the Jags have lost like eight in a row, but feels like eighty in a row. Sure. Uh, so there's a. This there, won't be easy. But Jimmy still, Garoppolo's a good he, player, he man. Good. He He's got, got that good. quick release. That's.
1: I like that, though. I like them going out there and getting a look at a quarterback that good yeah, that's uh, cool, yeah, to get them ready for January.
0: I think you're right. Yeah, listen, and again, like they're not afraid of anybody. They can no. play with anybody. They're better than San Francisco. Uh, so you got to go take care of business one more week. Hey, one last thought, um, because I, I know we, we the topics the last few weeks have been similar, um, but what this means to this fan base and what these last eight days have been like around here, I, I don't think you can – Talk about enough. I mean, it's been great. I mean, you were here for the glory days. Yeah. Uh, 2000. Those glory days lasted, by the way, all the way into 2007 because there was never this gulf of disappointment no. that the last decade has been. Last this decade's is, been historically bad. This is uncharted territory for this franchise to rebound from these last nine or ten years the way they've been. And so that's what makes it feel different this time around, I would say, for even from your standpoint, right? Absolutely. Look, this is our 23rd year.
1: We've had 11 playoff games. We had eight of those 11 playoff games before 2000. How about that? So it tells you how how long it's been and I'm so happy for them all. I mean I, you know me, I love to give the Godfather Coughlin a ton of credit. Um, I just I just think he came in here and helped change a culture, but he will be the first to tell you he didn't do it alone. Uh, Doug Marone, was the right guy for the job. A good pick. Uh, Dave Caldwell, keeping him was the right move. And then everything they did throughout the offseason, including I want you to go find me a story where you keep a quarterback for three-plus years who who performs not very well and somehow um, finds this this comfort zone, and this rhythm, and becomes an elite quarterback. Again, I want people to understand this. In December, three games, highest quarterback rating in the NFL, higher than Brady, Roethlisberger, Ryan, Russell Wilson, you name them, Blake freaking Bortles.
0: (laughs) It's been so good. Hey, his decisions are awesome. His passes look good. Nobody's talking about fluttering footballs. He looks so calm. He looks cool. He slides away out of pressure. I mean, he he looked slim. I talked to him uh, this week. He's the the slimmest he's ever been at this time of year. Yeah. And not just because of throwing up with the flu after last week's game. He literally, he's he's about eight pounds lighter Mm -hmm. than he was last year at this time. I mean, he, listen, he's grown up too. He's matured somewhere. And we'll find the truth out eventually. Yeah. He's kept it close to the vest but his mindset changed he his career was at a crossroads and he turned it on and showed up so far still a lot to be determined but you have to be encouraged and and I think Dan what it is is the sign of patience from the organization maybe they didn't have a choice for a long time of that patience but they did this year have a choice Absolutely. and they still showed patience and I wonder if we'll see it more with the NFL will you let guys play into the 50 55 60 category of games played in the NFL to figure it out let them reach The answer to that is old. No way. That doesn't happen anymore. That's why this is such an amazing story. Yeah.
1: I mean, nobody gets that anymore,
0: nobody right? Nobody gets it. But I Carson mean, Wentz is going to have – he's going to come back down to earth a little next year in year yeah. three. And so is Goff, I think, because it happens. Will they let them progress? Winston's doing it right now. is sit- doing it right now. you're
1: already sitting here going, well, this Trubisky guy, is he the right guy? Yeah. I mean, he has not played particularly well his rookie year. Now, maybe he finds magic next year like Goff did in year two. It's just, it's an up and down week to week league. It's what makes the NFL so great. But Bortles was down and down and down so long and is so tough. And to see him play so efficiently is great.
0: I'm probably not the first person to say this, but in August, if we said, hey, Chad Henney's going to be coming in to replace Blake Bortles in the fourth quarter of a game in December. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be because they are up 45-7. to seven. No question. <laughs> Instead, they had given up on Bortles. Shoot, <laughs> in August, the bet was how many games will Bortles start? We had and people were questions. saying 3, 4, 2, 6. Unbelievable. Well, here's the deal. It might be 17, 18, or 19. Oh, I Maybe like that. Maybe even 20. How about that? Uh, he's playing that good of football right now. All right, we're going to have a lot of fun with it all week yeah. long. We'll update it in the middle of the week. See where we're at with the standings. See where we're at with the health thing because there has to be something that concerns this Jaguar football team from Fournette's health to maybe Marquise Lee's health. Does Alan Hearns come back this Jaylen week? Jalen Ramsey probably Jaylen sit out Ramsey has had a nagging – he told us today that he'll probably miss most of the week of practice. So, um, it's that time of year. They have to battle through it. They've done it so far. Uh, we'll talk more about the Jags coming up midweek. Happy holidays. Careful shopping. Have some fun your Jags gear. The buzz is for real in Jacksonville, and the Jags are going to the playoffs for the first time in a decade. That's your Action Sports Jax Pylon podcast with Brent and Dan. Have a great week, everybody.